Welcome back to the Thrive Subscribe Podcast. We've spent quite a bit of time over the last few broadcasts addressing the COVID-19 pandemic. I have personally become just a little bit numb from all of the changes that have taken place and this national healthcare battle we've had with this novel virus. As I stated last week, the new normal is anything but normal. To that end, I think it's important that we recognize that there are is more going on out there that we need to think about. And for this reason, today we're going to pivot and take a break from the pandemic coverage and move to a different virus, HIV. Today, Randy speaks with Dina Dillon about the Ready, Set, Prep program from the Department of Health and Human Services. Like many of the topics here on Thrive Subscribe, this program has potential to help pharmacists and pharmacies transform their practice. Let's listen in. Welcome back to Thrive Subscribe, and this is Randy McDonough I'm from uh, Towncrest Pharmacy and, and one of the founders of Thrive Subscribe. And today I have Dina Dillon, and Dina is a PharmD, and she is a, a clinical pharmacist. She's at the University of Iowa um, Healthcare, and her title is Clinical Pharmacy Specialist, Midwest AIDS Training and Education Center Consultant. Uh, Dina is also certified as an HIV pharmacist by the American Academy of HIV Medicine, and she's also HIV prevention certified provider. So welcome, Dina. Thank you. You know, I'm, I'm excited about talking with you today. Um, you and I have gone a long ways back as far as how long we've known each other. I know you've been specialized in the HIV area for a long, long time, and I've always been um, impressed in and, uh, you know, just amazed by the knowledge that you have regarding HIV, because that's a very complicated thing that having someone like yourself who's a specialist in it is always very helpful whenever there's questions that we might have about that. And that's really what we're going to be kind of emphasizing today is um, some of the things about HIV and the role of the community pharmacist. So I'm excited about having you on. So thank you. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm excited, too. Very good. Well, the first thing I want to do is just let our listeners know more about you. So what is your role? We got your title already, but what's your role at the University of Iowa um, Hospitals and Clinics? Yeah, so I have several roles there. As I'm the pharmacist in the treatment clinic. So it's a clinic for people living with HIV who come to get their HIV care. Uh, so as the clinical, one of the clinical pharmacists there, I get to do things like counseling uh, patients on their meds. Um, helping them understand them better, help them get the most out of their meds, and also helping with treatment selection. And another role I have uh, at the, through the university is through the teleprep clinic. We have three, I'm one of three uh, pharmacist providers through cl collaborative practice agreement for the teleprep clinic. Can you tell us what that teleprep clinic is? Sure. It's a uh, collaboration between the University of Iowa uh, Healthcare and the and the Department of Pharmaceutical Care, and also with uh, Iowa Department of Public Health and various uh, county public health agencies. And basically, our goal was to um, improve access to getting uh, prep around the state. Many people have privacy issues. There's a lot of stigma. They either may not be able to find a provider locally who can give them prep or they might um, be shy about talking about certain, you know, their sexual habits with someone who might be related to their best friend or, <laughs> you know, so on. Um, so basically we've started this clinic. They, the patients have a visit and lab um, with a pharmacist virtually 
three months. So we use a secure uh, video app for that. And then the pharmacist can prescribe labs every three months and uh, the refill of the prep medications. And we have a medical director who we consult with regularly and discuss all the new uh, patients with. Very oh, good. Also, yeah, Go we, also have prep we also have a prep navigator, um, which is great. He can help pe patients get access to the medicines. Very good. Okay. Well, I think that's what I want our listeners to learn more about because um, the Department of Health and Human Services has initiated a national program, which you've already talked about, which is PREP, and they actually call the program Ready, Set, PREP. Can you tell us more about this program and the reasons why it was created? Yeah. So, first of all, there's a website called GetYourPrep.com is their main, so pharmacy staff can access that uh, if they want to help patients get into PREP. So, GetYourPrep.com is their website. But back to your question of um, why it was set up, mainly it was set up to remove the cost barrier in order to increase the access to the PrEP medications nationwide. Um, and it's, you know, the website really is designed to be easy to use and to increase access. Uh, patients do need a prescription for the PrEP medication to be able to um, use the resources on, or to be able to sign up to get the free medication. So they've already gone through the hoops of getting labs drawn and seeing a provider to get the prescription before they even get to this website. So they really want to take down the barriers. And, and you know, there, there are over a million people who are at risk for HIV in the United States who could benefit from prep, the pre-exposure prophylaxis medications, but only a small fraction of this receive it. So that's why the government set up this nationwide program. Is this program something that's initiated by a physician? Is it by the individual? Is it by the pharmacist? Or can it be any of the three? It could be. Um, uh, so at the website, there's a spot where people on the right side, patients can um, click if they want to sign up themselves. And it's I'm pulling it up here to look at it. Um, if they scroll down to the bottom on the right side, it says individual. So the patient can complete their own information. On the left side, it says healthcare professional. Um, so if pharmacy staff, which could be a pharmacist or a technician could do this too, um, can click on the left side. And that's something, um, you know, you had asked about what, what pharmacy staff can do to get ready for this. They can set up a username um, and password before they even have a patient present to get the prep, and then they can help them facilitate getting into the program. Okay, very good. I did read as we talk about community pharmacists. I read when I went to the um, the website by the Health and Human Services that there's quite a few community pharmacies around the country that are participating in this program. I also know oh. that um, I'm our pharmacy, Towncrest Pharmacy, is a Health Mart pharmacy, a McKesson company, and that they have signed on with HHS or Health and Human Services. Um, all 3,300 of the um, Health Mart pharmacies will be providing um, PrEP and being part of this uh, way of getting access to medications that uh, for patients who cannot afford them. So can you tell me about how the community pharmacist should prepare themselves if they're going to participate in this program? Uh, one thing they can do is to sign up um, to get a username and password so they can help the patients get into it. Another thing they can do is educate themselves on PrEP. Uh, CE Impact is going to 
is also going to be releasing a webinar that I recorded recently on uh, prep for community pharmacy. Um, but basically, it's uh, this getyourprep.com is a direct link to the new um, Health and Human Service Federal Program for free prep. But conveniently, it also links to the Gilead's um, either the copay card program for people who have large copays and also for the advancing access program, uh, which is for patients who don't have any coverage for their medication. So really, it's a one-stop shop that, that pharmacy staff can use to help patients get into this program. Well, I appreciate when you talk about educating yourself on PrEP. You know, this, this is something that I don't have a lot of experience in. Um, this is not a lot of my patient population. In fact, I would say since being an owner at Towncrest Pharmacy, I may have had, a, you know, a handful, five five or less patients that uh, we we treated who had HIV. Um, but this could be something where it could open up more opportunities for us to work with patients who have been exposed to um, HIV or have high exposure to HIV. So there's other things. I mean, it's not just educating yourself about the PrEP, but really if you're going to have a patient who is actually accessing medications from your pharmacy, you probably really understand the drug therapy itself. So what are the? do you know what medications are being used with PrEP? Yeah, currently. Two, two FDA-approved medication. One is uh, tenofovir disoproxyl fumarate combined with, combined with intracytabine, the brand name. It's more commonly known as Trivada. And just in October, the FDA approved a second uh, medication called tenofovir alafenamide combined with intracytabine, and that brand name is Descovi. So those are currently the two options, but there are other ones being studied that might be available in the future. These are both one options. Okay. And how, tell me as far as the treatment of the patient, they're taking this every day and they're gonna be taking this for as long as they are gonna be at high risk of exposure, is that correct? Yes, um, and that's, that's one important thing that pharmacists can stress to patients when they're doing counseling on the PrEP is it is during uh, periods of high risk of exposure. So I always like to emphasize this doesn't have to be necessarily lifelong for you. And, you know, people, people often have higher and lower times of um, risk in their lives. So not only counseling about the medicine, which is obviously important, but also counseling if you stop the medicine, it's, it's very, very important to get another HIV test before restarting and also to have a, an assessment to make sure to see if they've had recent exposures or symptoms of acute HIV infection. Uh, I like to let the patients know that the, the medications we use for PrEP, we also use for treatment of HIV. So if somebody was infected and didn't realize it and took this, it could cause resistance uh, in the future. It'd be like you're partially treating the HIV. Right, which is a concern and that's part of the reason or is the reason why there's frequent testing. Um, every three months, I believe, is what you said, um, as far as to check for HIV status. What are some of the uh, side effects or warnings or um, any black box warnings that might be associated with these medications that pharmacists, again, if they're going to be involved in dispensing these medications, should be aware of? Yeah. Common side effects are sort of upset stomach, diarrhea, maybe loss of appetite and headache. Those usually go away within a month, and they're not very common. Most people tolerate it just fine. With long-term use, uh, with the TDF, tenofovir, the one also known as Trivada, 
um, we're more likely to see increased serum creatinine and decreased bone density. And that's the main, um, one of the main differences with the newer version, the TAF form, which is called Descovy, uh, has less bone density changes and uh, less impact on the kidneys. However, you know, we have to ask is, so Trivado will be going generic this year, so eventually it will be cheaper. So, so some people are jumping on the bandwagon and they want the hottest, newest thing. Uh, is it really worth it? For the bone density, it doesn't seem to be clinically significant. When In the big study comparing them, there were no difference in breaks. So you have to ask, is, you know, is 1% difference in bone density a real, you know, does that matter to the patients? The other, another difference is that the the newer version, the TAF or Discovy, does have a small increase in LDL, the bad cholesterol, and in weight, and it has not been studied for other populations besides men who have sex with men and trans women. So we wouldn't want to use it in um, heterosexual women or pe people who inject drugs, whereas we can use the TDF, FTC, or Trivada for those people. Yeah, very good. And I did see that these are made by the same manufacturer, but given some of the information that you've just given about the Trivada um, going off patent, um, obviously having this for prep um, gives a kind of a new way of, of uh, giving life to the medication, if you will. Um, but they have obviously they've changed it up a little bit. And uh, it's also a smaller tablet, too, I saw. Is that correct? Yes, it is smaller. And the, the okay. manufacturer has been marketing it pretty heavily. Uh, a lot of insurances don't want to pay for the new one. So we, we generally reserve the use um, for people who are at higher risk of renal dysfunction. So elder, you know, older people, uh, people who might have hypertension and diabetes, those might be the people who we'd want to use the newer version in. Okay, very good. I appreciate that. So tell me, uh, Dina, you know, and we've had these discussions in the past as well, but what do you think is the optimal way that a community pharmacy and a community pharmacist can interact and collaborate with your clinic and with the patients that you're seeing and the patients that are accessing uh, these prep regimens. Um, they could be accessed for the pharmacy, but obviously they'd be monitored, you know, by a lot of the physicians that you're working with. How can we work together and optimize our collaboration so we're optimizing the treatment of patients? It's a really good question. Um, as we know, the pharmacists are. Uh, patients have much easier access to reach pharmacists um, than any other healthcare provider. So pharmacists can have a key role in, in increasing accessibility. They can improve patient understanding. They can promote the medication adherence. They can provide key risk reduction counseling. This, you know, PrEP is one of the tools in the HIV prevention toolbox. Um, and really pharmacists can enhance the PrEP efficacy you know, technicians can even be involved. They can help people with getting copay cards or getting into the DHHS program, and they can link help link to to prep care. So um, there are websites that, uh, which I can tell you in a minute. I'm pulling it up here, but um, there are spots that anybody can go on anywhere in the country and find where there are uh, providers nearby. So that's something else. Um, so it's a it's called NPIN. Do you want me to read the website? Sure. NPIN.cdc.gov backslash prep locator. 
And so that will identify clinics. Does that also identify pharmacies that will be supplying the PrEP regimens? Um, I don't think so. Just, just for no. the prescribers. For the prescribers. No, that's fine. That's fine. Well, I appreciate that too. Um, so Dean, I appreciate your time and obviously you have a lot of expertise on this and, and it's, it shows through with your answers, your knowledge on this. So it's always been a true pleasure and a privilege for me to, to work with you. What you talked about a CE program that you've done for CE impact. I'm doing some work in California and I know a lot of the California pharmacists are getting very involved in um, being part of the, the program as well too. So tell me more about the educational program and what kind of areas that you're addressing with the pharmacist. Sure. And since you mentioned California, I should say too, this is something else pharmacists can do. In, in California, pharmacists can actually pre, um, prescribe the prep. They don't have to go to a separate provider. They can do the whole thing through the pharmacist, um, which is exciting. So that's something we as a pharmacy community can do is uh, work to change laws so that that can happen in every state, not just in California. So I'm glad you mentioned California. Um, but about this, the webinar program, it's through CE Impact. It's called Be Prepared, Providing Prep, Pre-Exposure Prophylaxis in Community Pharmacy. And it's geared to both, it provides one CE hour, credit hour for both pharmacists and technicians. Um, the key areas that I talk about in that is uh, finding out who who is a good candidate for PrEP, who, who are the people at high risk for HIV infection that could benefit. Um, we talk about the differences between the two currently available regimens. Um, we talk about side effects, key counseling points, and then what to monitor, as well as how pharmacy people can be involved in PrEP. Very good. Well, I'm excited. I'll be taking that program as soon as it becomes available to me. And I sure appreciate your time today. Do you have any other comments or thoughts you want to pass on to the listeners before we end this? Um, I think my main comment is like, you know, there really is a lack of access and a very small portion of people who could benefit from PrEP are able to get it. So I think it's it's wonderful that we're using uh, pharmacists to help expand that access, both by referring, monitoring, and um, enhancing the efficacy. So thank you for sharing the awareness of this. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. And we appreciate your time today. Thank you. The Thrive Subscribe podcast is brought to you by Thrive Pharmacy Transformations. Visit us online at tptransformations.com, where you can join our free community to inspire you, challenge you, and transform your pharmacy practice.